Thank you, guys, uh, for your thinking. Uh, it's lovely when we all think, when we stretch our minds, when we think, when we try to find ways to do it differently, because the one true guarantee is that the world will change. How do we change along with it uh, if we want to grow? We shift gear. October uh, is also Transport Month. As you know, the African Rail Industry Association is calling for the brainstorming of the freight rail sector, saying it's imperative to creating employment and boosting the economy. They are also reminding us that it's been a year now since President Cyril Ramaphosa's economic recovery plan, which also included opening uh, the rail infrastructure uh, to third parties. To tell us more on the role of the railway sector and the role that the railway sector can play in boosting the economy and also some of the engagements they've been having with government, we're joined on the line by uh, Michelle Antlapo, CEO of the African and Rail Industry Association. Misela, good morning. Thank you for joining us. So what kinds of conversations have you as the African Rail Industry Association been having with government? Um, perhaps I can start with you know, the watershed moment, uh, the 15th of October 2020, where the president announced that they will be allowing third party access onto the core network. For us, it was the biggest thing ever uh, over 100 years in this country, the active participation of private sector in the rail space. We have been engaging, but before the engagement, we then formulated a, a, a study of which we look at different components um, that may, may contribute towards um, implement, implementing third-party access. We had the legal and regulatory office, our legal counsel, River Wenzel, is advising us. And the initial report now is that we don't need any new legislation to implement uh, third-party access. We also have the financing part of which we're engaging local and international investors on what type of environment would you want to have if you want to uh, fund third-party access. We, we also have uh, you know, stakeholder engagement, what I'm doing now, but most importantly, business. We're speaking to associations. We're speaking to those associations that are key in the industry, AgriSA, BUSA, um, um, the Association for, for Forestry. On Monday, I'm having a meeting with Exaro. So these are all areas of interest for the country, not necessarily for the railway industry because of the domino effect. The, the structural reform in the railway sector will respond positively to economic growth, reduce unemployment, and it is a budget positive um, structural reform. We don't want money from government. We are begging government. Government, we want to give you money. I like that. Uh, but, but when you let's talk numbers, though, or let's talk projections, right? Yeah. Uh, when you say that, you, you know, you have a potential to create, it's going to create employment, it's going to uh, boost the economy. Uh, you know, uh, how long? What are you anticipating? What kind of growth trajectory are you uh, anticipating in your in your planning, in your thinking as you talk to government about it? You know, the nice thing about um, private sector is that they put money on the table. 
there is one operator already has committed to that if I get third party access, I'm putting 17 billion rand here on the table. Now, once there's a demand for um, for rail rolling stock, the local industry will then manufacture the, that uh, rail rolling stock, and then we'll revive our aiding manufacturing sector. And then this is where the employment comes in. I uh, was listening earlier regarding working from home. My tired is tired working from home. I've got intent to mentor. So in order for the, the, the youth of this country, the fees must fall generation, it is our responsibility to ensure that there is economic growth in this country. You're tired is tired. There's a famous quote that says, where railways go, jobs follow, businesses expand, and the opportunities are wide open. What are the employment figures in the sector? I mean, uh, currently, as as you and me are having uh, the conversation, what are the employment figures currently in the African Rail Industry Association? Look, uh, from the Rail Industry Association, there's been a bad blast for the past five years. Hmm. Um, the problems that we encountered with the 1064, um, the, the contractors, I mean, uh, the Chinese, would uh, pretend that they want to do business with you, will give you a drawing in Chinese, right? Um, the two OEMs that have you know, tried to work with the, with the industry. So all the small gains through supply development, transformation, we have lost that. Black-owned women businesses, um, it will be hard to bring them back. Mm. Uh, but it is through third-party access where we need to diversify the client. The client cannot be Brasa and Transnet only. We need to diversify that. Uh, Brasa, they have had their own problems. And um, once they have their own problems, we, we, we are one industry. It is our duty as the rail industry to assist Brasa in all the problems that they have. We need them. They need us. So it's not only transmit problem, it's not only parcel problem, it's a railway industry problem. And we you anticipate you anticipate uh, the boost into the economy because you're saying you you know you've you've you you're not asking for money. You can make money, give money. What kind of numbers are you anticipating in terms of a boost to the economy? Should government hear you and, and should government come to the party? So, uh, Katie, let me make a, a simple example. Please. Um, when you and I can access the, the freeway and we pay toll fee, mm. right? the toll fee goes to whoever owns the infrastructure and manages the infrastructure. Mm-hmm. Now, this fee, it will be the first time that this revenue stream is available to Transnet. Now, this is how we want to give money to government. And if we, we grow and expand our businesses, we'll be pay, paying more taxes. And if we grow and expand our businesses, we'll be uh, uh, employing sustainable jobs. And then that has a knock-on, uh, knock-off effect that there will be less people relying on SASA. Let's give the men and women of this country their dignity back. They don't want to be tuned for, for, for grants. They want work. They want to, to be able to, to be respected in their community and bring up their kids. Mm. So that's all we are we, asking for. Yeah. And, and you did growth, research. Okay. Economic growth, go on. Economic growth can only be achieved through third-party access. Yeah. Um, uh, and in some instances, KG, uh, some people say, no, it's privatization. 
And I say, you know, let's define what privatization is. Because only asking for is that it's access. We're saying transnet Vilama Gate. It's access. You're asking Ask for me access. access and I will pay you. You and I drive on the N3. There's nothing restricting me. We have the right to drive on the N3. That's exactly what we're looking for. Yeah. To privatize is to sell state-owned uh, assets. And we're not, we, this is not what we are advocating for. You say that uh, 100 million tons of intercity freight and 20 million tons of bulk commodity currently moves by road every year. And, 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 and you're saying of this, around 58 million tons could move to rail. What, what are the projections on where, how soon and how easy that movement could be? And what, uh, you know, uh, what, what sort of challenge, if at all, the system will face if we pause and remove the, uh, the, 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 whole, the whole system or how it's currently functioning from road to, to, to rail? Um, we, there's, there are a number of spin-offs. Uh, as industry, we are willing, able, and capable and waiting patiently for government to put in third party access. We, we don't have to wait two weeks if it gets, uh, we get the, the necessary support from government and Transnet. Tomorrow, we can start, um, moving goods from route to, to, to rate. Mm. Um, the, the economic benefit on the country, um, the, the, the trucks that you see on the entry, they should not be there. You and I, when we drive to Devon, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a nightmare because of the number of, of trucks. Mm. It makes the road unsafe. It actually shortens the lives of South Africans. Um, we have sustainable uh, development goals, really uh, environmentally friendly. So we have all the reasons, reasonable reasons I call them, that we need to move from road to rail. Hmm. If I were to manufacture one truck, how many jobs do I create? If I were to manufacture one wagon, how many jobs will I be able to create? Not from the user perspective, but also downstream. You speak of that momentous occasion last year when uh, the president uh, uh, launched his, uh, you know, economic recovery plan, uh, and and that uh, economic recovery plan also included uh, uh, the issue of rail infrastructure. Talk to me about uh, what uh, growth you've experienced between then and now or what advancement if at all uh from that time that conversation that opening up uh uh that launch that the president had uh what's transpired for you in this in the year since you know what we we had written to the president unfortunately we have not had any response and in order to develop the railway sector you cannot develop that uh, on your own as government and we suggested that we form a, a rail advisory uh, committee. So that has not happened. But in the meantime, we are in engagement with the operations within Jela uh, uh, people. And um, did we lose? We, we okay. also have a good relationship with Department of Public Enterprises. We are participating uh, with uh, DOT on the public sector um, um, uh, participation framework. Um, we we working with with uh, Transfer and Brasa um, to actually are in a bit of uh, drafting an MOU to define how we can assist uh, 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 Brasa to regain uh, what they they have lost. 
So we, we, we do communicate with, um, with stakeholders. On our last webinar where Operation Bulingela was uh, represented by Dr. Phillips, he agreed with the railway sector that we don't need to wait for the economic regulator to come in. We don't need to wait for the rail policy to be um, approved by, by parliament. Mm. And it's third party access, uh, it's not a nice to have. Third party we access is desperate. not a nice to have. We are desperate in this country okay. to, to, to create jobs, to restore what we have lost, the capacity that we have lost as a country. And I would like to also look from the African continent perspective. It says that the development of African economy must rely on the potential offered by Africans, particularly its women and youth. So if we need to grow this sector, private sector must play a a very important role. Mm. This thing of uh, saying government does this, private sector does this, not trusting each other, must come to an end. At the end of the day, we are South Africans and we want what is best for South Africa. We are in conversation with uh, Michelle Anshapo, CEO of the African Rail Industry Association. It's Transport Month, as you know, and uh, they are calling for the transformation of the freight rail sector, saying it's imperative to creating em- employment and uh, boosting our economy. Uh, we welcome uh, your calls, by the way, on 011 and your WhatsApps on 0614104107. We have a voice note uh, that wants to comment, and then we'll come back with you, Colin, in Cape Town uh, uh, as a question to Misela. Let's hear the voice note comment. Hi KG. Look, uh, if one could perhaps ask and maybe argue differently, private business thrive from inflation economics. And at the moment, this is not accommodative to uh, the poor and the marginalized. Now, opening our rail system to third-party interest, which is business, will actually lead us to the same situation we have with the telecommunication setup, wherein this was said, things will be cheaper, where telecom was destroyed. Today, data is expensive, phones are expensive, and it's a it's just a privilege for those who have money. What about the poor? Okay. Colin in Cape Town, you uh, have a comment or question. Good morning, Colin. Good morning, uh, SK. Oh, KG, sorry, and your guest. You know, I worked for Transnet here in Cape Town. 45 years I worked there in the engineering sectors. You know, we used to build insolvable works, 30 trucks a day. Cattle trucks, coal trucks, you name it. Petrol tankers and those things. Refrigerating trucks. It was all built here in Cape Town, Salterville Works. In 2000 and odd, the government started scrapping the project. And it, it took him about two years to bring all those trucks back and cut it up and cut it up and dismantle them and they sold it as scrap. That is when the rails started falling apart. Now... Fruit, cattle trucks, the sheep, your cattle should be transported by rail. Now I hear on your radio station sometimes a, a truck overturned somewhere with sheep on it and things like that. That's no way actually to transport those things. 
they made those trucks 100% safe for cattle to, to come from uh, Joba, wherever, Southwest Africa, to Cape Town, or wherever they went and slaughter houses. I mean, so I think the rail system should never, ever have been scrapped in the first place. That is why we've got so much trouble with our roads, our deaths, accidents, potholes, those heavy trucks is ruining and will never, ever, ever come right without the trail, uh, the, the rail system. It's got to come back, Abby. Okay. <laughs> You've called me Kathy, KG, oh, SK, but it's fine. I'll be all of them today. <laughs> I'm happy to be every one of them. Thank you, Colin. Miss uh, 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 I hope uh, you heard uh, that voice note, uh, the worry about uh, the impact of privatization, particularly on the poor. Uh, and I hope you heard uh, Colin's uh, comment. What are your last thoughts based on uh, th- that voice note and that call? Um, again, uh, third-party access is not privatization. It's a private sector, black, white, black women-owned, black companies that want to have access to the network. Um, and I think it's unfortunate that when we discuss these matters, we default to, uh, to the poor, um, almost as if we represent them. And as an organization, we are saying that this structural reform will cause, uh, will uh, create jobs, and we can prove it. If I'm an operator, one, I pay permit fees to the railway safety regulator. Two, I have a training mandate, so um, I would need to train and have inspectors in, 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 my, in, my, in my workshop. Three, I have suppliers that I need to procure from that are local companies. Four, we have obligations of supply and development. Five, we still work with the Department of Trade, Industry and Competition on the implementation of local content policy. So I don't know much about telecommunications. What I know is it's a bogey, it's a track, it's a a track, a general side business uh, that is underutilized where there is 70% um, uh, uh, availability that private sector could go into and use those fees for, to help transmit, refurbish their infrastructure. Uh, KG, what we're asking is not something that comes from the cloud. Tanzania, yeah, yeah Nexo is doing it. Yeah. And actually, the government is encouraging Tazara that you need to conclude more of these things because our revenue has increased by 25%. Now, it's no brainer. Yeah, I have to leave it here, though. I have to leave it here. And I think uh, you've put your argument across uh, uh, quite eloquently. Michelle Antlapo, CEO of the African Rail Industry Association. I hope uh, we've given you something to think about. Thank you to Lebo Mosoyo, Gwenzagile Ntlati, the producers of the show. Sia Daniel was my technical producer. So I kind of sign out today as Kathy KG and SK because I'm all of those things in one. And I hand over to Update at Noon with Sakina Kamwendo. Keep it as FM.